Hey there, I'm Caitlin Bailey, and you're listening to Listen Up, a podcast series that shows you how to get more of the music you love. On today's episode, we're looking at blankets. Well, let me clear that up. We're actually talking about texture, which makes me think of blankets. Have you ever looked at how different types of blankets are made? Some are quilts and are made up of layers of different types of fabrics all sewn together. Some are knitted, just one layer of yarn that's knotted around itself in different patterns. And others have a smooth top, but a fuzzy underbottom. All of these blankets are made in different ways, some by hand, some by machine, and some a combination. Musical texture is kind of like this. Texture talks about how many lines of music are happening at a time and how they're interacting with one another. Going back to our blankets, it would be like asking, how many layers are in this blanket? Are they sewn together? Or are they separate layers that never touch one another? In talking about music texture, we look at musical lines, which are sometimes called musical voices, even if there are no singers in the music. This goes all the way back to the medieval times and early Renaissance periods, when composers wrote vocal music for church services. In this situation, they were truly only writing for singers, and the term voices stuck when referring to each line of music. So today, you will still hear musicians refer to voices even when they're talking about instrumental tunes. There are five different categories of musical texture. The easiest and most primitive of all of them is called monophony. Music that is considered monophonic has just one musical line. This makes it easy to follow, and in some cases can have an almost trance-like effect. One example of this comes from an unexpected source. Flogging Molly is an Irish punk band whose music sounds mostly like this song, named Devil's Dance Floor. But one song, called Grace of God Go I, is just the lead singer, Dave King, singing by himself, and sings about how we're all not so far removed from things that can go wrong. The difference between the normal sounds of the band and just him singing always gives me some goosebumps. Take a listen. Looking down through a tide of no return Is a field where the crops no longer grow Parched is the land, strangled and be damned Therefore the grace of God go away. Monophony was also the historical origin of all Western music. Gregorian chants, which were sung in the medieval Catholic Church, are a great example of monophony. Even though there are many people singing, they're all singing the same notes at the same time. Homophony is the texture that we're all probably most familiar with. This texture features a main musical line with accompaniment behind it. Think of Adele belting out her heartbreak over the piano, or Dave Grohl rocking out in front of the Foo Fighters. A sort of subset of homophony is another texture called homorhythm. Music that is homorhythmic is made up of all the lines moving in the same rhythm. One of the most famous examples is something you'll hear around Christmas time every year. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. 
Even though you heard those voices sing different notes, they all moved in the same rhythm, which is why we call it homorhythmic. Listen to this example of homorhythm that features Sting singing with Irish vocal group Anuna. The name of this song is Mahiela Ma, which is Gaelic for My Gallant Darling, and talks about their Bonnie Prince Charles who was exiled. Another type of texture is called heterophony and can be found in different places throughout the world. Heterophonic music is characterized by different voices playing the same basic melody, but each person adds his or her own flourishes to the line. A great example can be heard on the soundtrack of Oh Brother Where Art Thou in the song called Lonesome Valley. In this clip, one man takes the lead and then has three other men join him on the long held out notes. But listen to how they don't all sing the lyrics at the same time. At one point, the lead singer scoops up to the next note before the others, and one of the background singers holds out a note longer than the other three. Nobody else can go for you. hear how they were all singing the same tune, but in different ways? This is also found in some examples of early New Orleans jazz. Listen to this version of When the Saints Go Marching In. You'll hear the clarinet and trumpet playing the same line, which is the basic melody, but the clarinet will randomly go off in little doodly doodly doos throughout the piece. very clear, this sample, as a whole, was homophony. There was a main melody accompanied by some harmony. But if you just focused on the clarinet and trumpet lines together, it's a wonderful example of heterophony. The last type of texture is called polyphony. Polyphonic music has many different lines of music playing at once. Each line of music has its own rhythm and pitches and kind of acts like a single puzzle piece. When all of the lines or puzzle pieces are put together, one huge piece of music or puzzle is solved. Take a listen to this music written by Bach. You'll hear the subject, or the melody of the fugue, and the first violin that enters. Then, the second violin enters with the exact same melody, and the first violin starts playing a completely different line over the top of this. The two play around a little bit before the viola plays the exact same melody, and then the cello joins in with the same melody. Your ear will be drawn to the melody because your brain will be searching for something that it recognizes. But don't forget to listen to the other instruments as well. The lines that they're playing can all be played separately by themselves, but make us something really special when they're all played together. So that was four musical lines in one piece. Can you imagine 40? Composer Thomas Tallis wrote a piece of music called Spem in Allium, which is Latin for hope in any other. 
Did Thomas Tallis write this piece in postmodern times, fraught with hipster nonsense? Nope. Thomas Tallis was an original in his own right. He wrote this gem in 1570. Yeah, you heard me, 1570, when Elizabeth I ruled all of England. Take a listen to a point in this piece when all 40 lines are singing at the same time. That's pretty spectacular, isn't it? Now that we've explored the five general categories of musical texture, monophony, heterophony, homorhythm, homophony, and polyphony, let's get really deep and talk about how these textures can be representative of different cultures. There's a branch of music study called ethnomusicology, which looks at music as inseparable from the culture that made it. One famous ethnomusicologist was Alan Lomax, who went around the world and the country to record folk songs. Working with other academics from the fields of philosophy, psychology, and anthropology, they created a field of study called cantometrics, which measured different vocal styles. Lomax argued that different vocal styles are representative of the cultures from which they were born. Some types of measurement that they used included listening to the number of musical lines present, vocal strain while singing, group cohesiveness, and raspiness. Lomax and his co-workers published their findings in a book called Folk Song Style and Culture, published in 1968. Their findings were pretty fascinating. They discovered that societies who sang together in groups with polyphonic singing and an emphasis on cohesiveness typically placed fewer restrictions on women within their society. Multi-part singing, essentially meaning homophonic, homorhythmic, or polyphonic music, usually occurred in societies where men and women work together to make everyday life happen. Psychologists have also studied the psychology of making music, not just the musical output. Nick Stewart out of Bath University in England found that singing in choirs can lead to better feelings of togetherness and inclusion when compared to singing alone or joining a sports team. One thing to point out, however, is that this study was done in a Western country that promotes collaboration in its society. The same study replicated in a more individualized country might produce different results. To further illuminate this idea of singing in a choir promoting positive qualities in life, let's take a closer listen to a group that has risen to fame over the past few years, the Pentatonics. They're an a cappella group, meaning they sing or beatbox all of their music. They don't need any instruments to make their music possible. But take a listen to one of their recent releases, a cover of Leonard Cohen's Alleluia. The lyrics allude to biblical characters, but I think that most of us have found there to be a sort of pondering of the idea of love and heartbreak and all of their trials and tribulations. Listen to this middle part of the pentatonics cover of the song. The first half of the excerpt is homophonic, with one line soaring over the others. Within the accompanying voices, there are a few moving lines of polyphony, but then they all come together in a monophonic texture singing the same word, Alleluia. This arrangement of voices speaks to my personal experiences with heartbreak, and I suspect many of you may feel the same. The worst feeling is thinking that you're alone, but these two uses of texture in the arrangement help show that the listener isn't alone. Many people are needed in the homophonic section to provide the accompaniment, and even though there is only one musical line on the word Alleluia, there are multiple voices singing the same thing. And it's not a cry that you hear at night It's not somebody 
I hope that you've enjoyed picking apart different types of musical texture and how musical lines all work together to create the huge quilt that we call music. Join us next time as we talk about one of the most important building blocks of all time, musical form, and listen to this classic hit from the boy band days of the past. Listen Up is produced by Nelson Vandenberg and Katie Russo and presented by the New Haven Symphony Orchestra in partnership with the University of New Haven and WNHU 88.7 FM. For more, visit newhavensymphony.org.